What if you were able to sit down for lunch with some of the greatest leaders in the world? What would you ask? What would they say? Welcome to the Lynch with a Leader podcast, where you're invited to join us in learning the spiritual principles behind big success. Here's your host, Mike Lynch. Welcome to episode six of the Lynch with a Leader podcast, where I sit down with some of America's greatest leaders and find out how they have led with their faith out in front. If I've never met you before, my name is Mike Lynch, and it is my honor to be on this leadership journey with you. We are all trying to figure out how to be the best leaders we can be so we can be the leaders that God created us to be. One of my favorite things in every episode is to talk to people that are really, really good at what they do, but they're really, really good at what they do because their faith plays such a huge role. You know, you find out in these conversations, their faith is not something that just comes out on Sunday, but it really is what drives them Monday through Saturday to be the people that God created them to be. Today, in this episode, I get the privilege of sitting down with the tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, Trey Burton. The Eagles are one of the hottest teams in the National Football League right now, and there's an incredible spiritual renewal that's going on on that team because of Trey, Carson Wentz, and some of the other players. Trey, coming out of high school, was a four-star athlete, according to ESPN, signed with the Florida Gators to replace Tim Tebow at quarterback, and ended up breaking one of Tebow's records there. But what you're going to hear from Trey's journey is a journey of faith that wasn't always a good journey, but it was a journey full of hardships and a journey full of learning opportunities. But you find a guy who made the best of his opportunities and now is in the National Football League playing in front of thousands every Sunday and a guy that's leading with his faith out in front. So pull up a chair Listen in to my time with Trey Burton. Well, Trey, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on Lynch with a Leader. Anytime, my man. Thanks for having me. Well, it is an honor, man. You're in the middle of a great run. I think a lot of players play a lot of years to be on a run like you're on with Philadelphia right now. What do you think sort of the secret behind some of what's going on for you guys right now, Trey? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. It's not it, when you win, it's not just one thing. You know, when you lose, it's not just one thing. There's a bunch of different things that are going on, um, and that we're doing really, really well right now. Uh, we have a bunch of guys who weren't here last year, um, you know, who are hungry to win. You know, we we brought in the guys like Garrett Blunt, you know, who had won a Super Bowl um, with New England last year. I think he won a couple actually. Uh, I know he won for sure last year. Um, we know Alshon Jeffries, Tory Smith, like some really good veteran players. You know who. Um, on the offensive side of the ball um, are really helping spark, you know, a lot of the things that we have going on. And then on top of that, I mean, we have a guy playing quarterback, you know, who is probably going to be the league's MVP. Um, He's definitely, you know, in the running for it. So that um, obviously helps as well. How much, and I, you know, and I watched a, a thing the other day that was out about you guys and a baptism before even one of your, before one of the games, you guys held a baptism there at the hotel. What has the spiritual yep. component meant to the team during this time? I mean, I think the spiritual component is everything um, with what we have going on. Just, 
I mean, if 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 not for anything else, just for the uh, the guys who are you know big believers are constant, you know, and consistent, and um, they're you know not too high when we win and not too low, you know, when we lose. And uh, it's really cool, you know, to see a lot of the guys who are believers are the leaders on the team, you know. So you have all the leaders, you know, who are not too high and not too low, and you know, are, and are constant and you know playing consistently on the field, you know, then. Uh, the rest of the team is following, and uh, that's you know that's another key to our success. That's awesome. So take me back a little bit. I know you grew up down in Venice, Florida. Tell me about a little yep. bit about the faith journey that you went on. When did your when did that faith spark really take root in your life, Trey? Yeah, so I went to a uh, I went to a private Christian school and for all of elementary, um, preschool to preschool to fifth grade, um, accepted Christ at a really young age. Uh, my kindergarten teacher actually was the first one that um, I, I, I uh, prayed with and accepted Christ. I remember her, you know, asking, does anybody want to, you know, accept Christ after she, you know, explained uh, a little bit about heaven and hell. And um, for, so for back then, back then it was more of just like, you know, I'd rather live in, live in heaven after I die than live in hell. It really was much more than that. Um, and so, you know, you fast forward to, uh, to high school and I'm getting, Speaking the Lord, I start, you know, trying to understand what a Christian is, what do Christians do, you know, what, what do we believe, um, uh, and those types of things. But it wasn't until um, I was a junior in college was when um, uh, my my life basically hit a rock bottom um, for where I was at, and uh, and I truly started seeking God, you know, and wanting to have uh, a relationship with Him, and uh, and wanted to, you know, pursue Him more. And I want to I want to jump in on that, Trey. So I know coming out of high school, you're a four star, signed with the University of Florida. Come in, man, you break one of Tebow's records for touchdowns. What caused yeah. What caused you having to hit rock bottom? Tell me a little of that story. Well, as as I was getting mentored in high school, I think it was like my ju- sophomore, junior year in high school. I was getting mentored. I'd meet with a guy in the morning um, for an hour before school started on Wednesday, and um, so. It was really cool. It was a really good time for me um, just to, you know, know more and, and, and grow closer to the Lord. But then also at the same time I was getting mentored, I was starting to play play really, really well. And a ton of recognition, you know, was starting to come my way just because of what I was able to do on the field. And so, like, it was a really, really, like, looking back at it, it was a really weird dynamic of the fact that, like, worldly, um, worldly praise, worldly things, you know, are, are coming at me full speed. And then also – on the other side, like spiritually, like um, it's a battle, you know, like the, that constant battle that we all face daily. Um, but it was like magnified in my life at that time. And so uh, I just remember, you know, falling into the temptations of the world, you know, and uh, and doing things, you know, sleeping around with women, you know, watching porn. I wasn't a big drinker. wasn't a big uh, drug drug person. Matter of fact, never done drugs in my life. But but women were like my was like my escape. You know, I grew up without a father, and um, that was something I turned to uh whenever any emotion good bad or or ugly and so um was really you know deep into that my uh senior year in high school going into college um and then obviously when you're in college you know don't really have anybody to uh to respond to like i don't have to be in bed by a certain time and i don't have to you know do certain things you're alone in your in your dorm room you know so things just uh just kept started to continue to go get a little bit more wilder and wilder um and then it wasn't, like I said, until my junior year um, in college when I walked into my girlfriend's apartment and she's bawling, crying. And I'm thinking, like, man, what is going on? Like, I, 
have been, you know, faithful. There's, there's no reason for you to be mad at me. Like, what's happening? And she hands me a pregnancy test, and she says I'm pregnant. And uh, and you know, at that time was it was it was really really wild because at the same time, like I was I was starting to uh, we we had committed our relationship to the Lord. You know, I, I had started. I was done with my past, and I didn't want to you know mess around with anybody anymore. And I was like truly committed to her, and I was truly committed to the Lord. So, like three months earlier, before she told me she was pregnant, or two or three months earlier, before she told me she was pregnant and uh and boom yeah now she's now she's pregnant and so it was a it was a crazy you know time for uh both of us do do you feel like at that point god finally had all your attention do you think that was the biggest thing that happened then for you yeah i mean i think the biggest thing was just me submitting you know i wasn't i was done living the double life you know the, the life of uh, you know, going to church on Sunday and maybe a Bible study, you know, here and there throughout the week. But then whenever I wasn't doing those things, you know, I was living the, the, the college life, you know, the, the life that everybody glorifies and thinks is so cool when it's, you know, on, on when, when you grow up and you realize what you did, like, man, nothing, none of that was really cool at all. As you, as you have grown up now, now you've been in the league a couple years, how important was it for you, Trey, to really begin to get a handle on how do you handle all the temptations? I've had a lot of good friends of mine that have gone on and played in the pros, and I work a lot with professional athletes. And I don't think everybody understands the temptation of the worlds that you guys walk in and everybody in life. How important was it that God had really begun to do a work in your life before you signed your contract and, and made it on to the Eagles that first season? How important was it that you were able to get that spiritual life in order? Yeah, I think it was extremely important. Um, uh, but I also know that, like, it's a daily decision, you know, and it's not something that if I say one, I'll, I'll, I'll never be tempted again or I'll never, you know, want to do something fleshly or earthly again. And uh, I think that's that's probably the biggest thing. Like, daily, you know, you got to make a choice and you either serve the world or you serve the Lord. And so, um, and it's also helped, you know, my wife is a beast. She's unbelievable and i know without her i'd probably be in a ditch somewhere upside down so um i'm extremely extremely thankful for her and um just you know the rock that she is for me um and also like you know my teammates and there's there's a ton of people and you know you talk about the accountability partners and, and, and things like that you know there's a ton of uh reasons you know why uh uh good is happening that's good what are some of the disciplines, Trey, that you've put in your life that you say, man, these are things, if, if a young athlete, we'll have a lot of young athletes listening in um, that, that know who you are and know what you're about, man, what advice would you give a young man right now that's listening in, Trey, going, man, one day I want, I want the kind of life Trey has, both on the field and off the field. What are some disciplines you put in place that you say, man, this would be great and something I wish I would have started earlier. Yeah. Uh, I would say definitely growing up without a father, um, was huge in my life. Just, just for the, the sense of like, I'd never really had anybody giving me direction or telling me I should or shouldn't do this. You know, like I had, uh, you know, you have people, you know, who you listen to, but aren't like truly, uh, I would say, I, mean, I don't know what word to exactly, like, like I never really had somebody I could model my life at. Like I would, I would say that I had like a cool life that I wanted to live like, I wanted to be like. And so, um, uh, 
Dang, I'm trying to think. I lost my lost my train of thought. Could you ask me the question again? Yeah. So a kid that looks at your life that says a young athlete says, man, I want to grow up. I want to be a guy like Trey, both on the field athletically, but even off the field. And I was just asking, what are some of those disciplines that are so important that you've put in place that have helped you become the guy that you are today? I mean, I, I, yeah, let me think. That's, that's, a, that's a deep question. I think what I was trying to get at was uh, the fact that you don't like, like learning from someone else's mistakes. So yeah. like, you know, you read the stories in the Bible and, and I, I can understand, you know, in a sense that like when you're young, you read the stories of, in the Bible and you try you think of them more as like uh, of not like stuff that didn't really happen, but they're just like, uh, what are the fairy tales? Like it's, it's not real, you know, like, Oh, it's, it's just like a guideline. And, and I get told this all the time, like stuff in the Bible or these stories never really happened, but like in reality, they really did happen. Um, and they're as, as real as it gets. And so like learning from them, but then also like finding, find somebody that you, uh, that you think is cool, like that you would want to look up to, um, that you would want your life to look like in the next five to 10 or 15 years. Um, and then like attach yourself to them and, you know, kind of talk to them, have them mentor you, um, and, and show you, you know, how they got to to the point that they're at right now. Man, that's solid. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great answer. And that's something, the great part about that is that's something everybody has access to. Everybody has access yeah. to how they choose to live out their lives. You know, in the area of leadership, Trey, so you're a tight end on an NFL team doing an incredible, having an incredible season, incredible run in your career. How do you feel like you're a leader, uh, both on the field and off the field? How does leadership play out in the world that you live in? Uh, I would say uh, I'm a guy that a lot of the, a lot of my teammates go to for truth. Um, like I'm not a big sugar coder. Like I'm, I'm like, it's good and bad, you know, at sometimes, uh, but there like a lot of times guys will come to me with maybe something that they are convicted about something that, you know, they want to know like an honest answer that, you know, that no matter how much money you're making or, you know, how good of friends we are. Like, I'm just, I'm always going to keep it real with you. And I've always like kind of prided myself in that, like, cause I've had a ton of people in my life, you know, not really shoot me straight, you know, and uh, maybe uh, not have given me the answer that I needed, you know, maybe the answer that I, I wanted, but not the answer that I needed. And then obviously there's a huge difference between those two. Um, and so I've always told myself, you know, shoot, be a straight shooter. Um, and so that, I think that's one of the ways, I think another way is like, um, being a leader through my actions and like through my family, because a lot of guys um, who don't have kids or even the kids, the people who do have, you know, younger children, they, uh, they tend to ask my wife and I, you know, a lot of questions and tend to, you know, surround themselves ar- around us so that they can kind of see how we're making our family work, you know, in this, uh, in this season of life that we're in right now. That's awesome. What, who's been the biggest spiritual influence on you as you have grown up and you are becoming the man that you are both as a player, but even more importantly, as a husband and a father, who's been the biggest spiritual influence on you and who have you learned from the most? I would, I mean, I would say every season of life that I've been in, you, you know, I've had uh, a really strong man uh, when I, when I went out to seek, you know, and find somebody like, mm-hmm. so I would say like in high school, the guy who was, uh, who was uh, mentoring me was a great man uh, of faith. He's still back home um, in the same area. He, he leads the uh, local FCA 
um, group for like a majority of the high schools in the Tri-County area in Florida. And um, then you go to Gainesville where I went to, went to, went to college and um, the man there that leads the SCA is still there and um, still rolling and rock and making it work. And um, then you come here to Philly and um, it's more, it's been more of a, uh, it's been more of players, but then there's also been like two, you know, two pastors who have been um, extremely helpful um, in my walk and, and just, you know, helping groom me into um, the man I am now. So I would say, you know, a lot of, a lot of, every season has been different. So I can't really name, you know, one person, um, but I'm extremely thankful for those guys. Man, that's awesome. And I, it, it's so neat to look at how God places you so strategically and the people he puts around you to get you, to get yeah. you where you are, man. He's been so faithful to do that. W- what's the hardest part of living for Jesus? for you as a, as a man, just as a man, take out the football player part of you. What's the hardest part of living for the Lord every day? One of the things I struggle with a lot is um, I struggle, but then I also, I also do well, you know, in some areas, depending on how big the, the, uh, the urge or the ask is from the Lord, but this, just saying yes to what his plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a man, wanting to be in control, being the head of my household, you know, being one of the leaders um, spiritually on the football team, you know, uh, I like I feel like I have a hard time just saying yes to how like the especially the big things that God wants me to do, especially if it's not comfortable um, and stepping outside of my comfort zone and um, just being obedient. But then on on the flip side, you know, it's the times that I have said yes have been you know the, the coolest and the most impactful times you know of my life. So, what what what's the biggest thing at the at the end of your playing career we'll take your playing career for this question at the end of your playing career what do you want your teammates to say about you what do you want guys to be able to say about trey burton and playing with you that i was a man after god's own heart that i was a guy you know who uh who was seeking after god wholeheartedly um and that i'm still doing it you know uh after i'm done playing like because there's there are times you know when you feel more spiritual or more connected to the Lord than others. Um, but I, w- I would like to be, you know, a guy known as somebody who's like truly chasing after um, God's heart and wants God's will, you know, for every aspect of his life. And you've got two little ones at home. Is that right? Three. Yeah. We just Three. Oh, you are, ago, man, you're, y'all, are, y'all are out, man. You've gone to a zone defense. Yeah, now. man. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're, yeah, we're, to to uh two man zone. <laughs> two man zone. So what do you want your kids to say about you? So one day when they've grown up and they're in their twenties and thirties and they're looking back at their childhood in the rearview mirror, what do you want them to say about you as a dad? I obviously want to be relevant. I want to be in their life. I want to be, you know, some something that I never had. Um, but then I also um want to be their parent and I want to see them mature spiritually and I want them to um, reach their potential in whatever way God has called them or blessed them, you know, with their gifts that he's given them. Um, so maybe just, you know, a guy who is constantly, you know, pushing them to, uh, to be who God's created them to be. That's awesome. Hey, listen, if you accomplish that, you will have accomplished a lot, buddy. I can guarantee you that. Is that a big driver (laughs) for you in the situation growing up without a dad while you were growing up? Is that a, is that something you think about a lot going, I'm going to be there for my kids. Is that a big driver for you? Um, I would say, I would say just the fact of having kids, not even, not even with my past, but, uh, like there, there's a, there's a, I forgot what the saying is, but it's something like if you focus on, 
doing something so hard, then you actually end up doing the opposite. So if I sit here and focus on being the dad that I never had, then I'll end up being a bad dad for my children. And so like, I want to, uh, I guess, I guess more, uh, in the sense of like, I just want to be there. I feel like God, um, blessed me, you know, with three unbelievable, um, children. And I, I just want to be the parent that God has called me to be, you know, no more than that. That's great, man. Well, Trey, I want to tell you, buddy, just as an outside spectator that watches you guys, we're we're enjoying the journey for you on the Eagles. But even more importantly, it's incredible getting to watch you be that spiritual leader in a place that people don't always expect to find it, which is everybody expects to find it in the church, but you don't always expect to find it on a football field. How, what would you tell a a young guy right now he's playing high school football and he's going man i can't be following after jesus and be good at what i do what would you tell a kid like that i can't be i can't be following after jesus and be good at what i do um i mean i would i would say that's one of the one of the best lies that satan tells us you know daily that we have to be um soft that we um that uh that I mean, basically, what you're saying that I, I can't be all, all in on Jesus and do what I do. I think that's um, a mistake, and I, I I don't agree with that. And by any means, sometimes I mean, people talk about when you step across the line, you're a different person. But in reality, like you're really not a different person. You're just playing for a different purpose than everybody else is playing for. So, um, and then I would also counter the when people say like, you know, you can't be as tough as you want to be or as physical as you would like to be, um, being a Christian. And I, I sit here and I'm like, well, you tell me that one thing that's soft about Paul. Tell me one thing that's soft about any of the disciples, like the, the beatings and the torture that those dudes went, went through. Like, bro, you cannot sit here and tell me that any of those guys were soft. You know, you even talk about, you know, King David, like ain't nothing soft about David. You know what I mean? Like you go that's read right. some of his stories and I promise you, you know, it would change your mind. Um, and so like, I believe like God has called us, you know, to be physical, like to be, uh, be, be, you know, violent in a sense on the field, like play all out, like don't hold anything back. Um, and cause he's given you these talents and abilities to do that. Yeah. That's really, really good. Really good. Final question for you, Trey, you talked about playing for a purpose. What do you feel mm -hmm. like your purpose is? In the game of football, we'll just take the game of football. What do you feel like? Why do you feel like God gave you the gifts and abilities that He did and blessed you the way that He did? Dual threat coming out of high school, great career at the University of Florida, playing a little bit of everything at Florida, then landing uh, with the Eagles, man, and earning your spot on the 53 man roster and really never looking back, man, becoming entrenched in that culture in Philadelphia. Why do you think he gifted you with the gifts he's given you? I think because uh, of my personality and kind of like what I was telling you earlier, like being um, a guy who's able to round people up, uh, being a guy who's able to shoot people straight. Um, and I think that like my personality mixed with what I'm able to do on the field here in Philadelphia um, has, you know, helped um, continue what was already started and even, you know, bring it to another degree higher than what, where it was at before I got here. Um, and I, I think, you know, um, at the end of the day, like every single person, regardless if you play football or whatever your job may be, like, you know, we're called to use those, those gifts, um, to glorify the Lord. Um, and I, I believe, you know, the, the more and the better that I'm able to play, the more, 
um, influence, um, the more recognition I'm going to get. And I think God ha- knows that I'm going to turn that around, you know, for his glory and not for my own. Um, and that's something, you know, that, that I'm choosing to do daily. So no matter how well I do, and it's also, it's not how good I'm doing. It's also when I'm playing bad as well, you know, like everybody, um, everybody wants to, you know, ride the high of how, how good and great everything's going. But man, last year when we were, when we were bad and we were yep. seven and nine or, you know, whatever our record was like, man, we were faithful, you know, to what God had called us to do during those times. And, um, and now we're starting to, you know, reap the fruit of what, you know, we went through, um, last year. And it's actually really cool to see it, you know, come full circle. So, um, I would, you know, I would just say that, man, just, just, um, just whatever area that you're in or whatever, whatever your job or whatever your, you know, um, title is like, man, you have an opportunity to impact the kingdom, um, and just be who you are and be who God's created you to be no more, no less. Well, buddy, that is that is spot on right there. And I just cannot say, Trey, thank you enough for taking the time to be with us today. And I have absolutely no doubt that the things that you shared are going to encourage a ton of people. And, uh, man, I appreciate it a ton, buddy. Thanks for being on here today. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that time with Trey. I know I sure did. It just does my heart good to know there's young men like Trey that are on National Football League fields, making a lot of money, playing in front of a lot of people, but playing for a purpose bigger than them. Just the other week, I read the article about the player on the Eagles that was baptized prior to their Chicago Bears game at the team hotel. And it was just a reminder to me that in the middle of all the stuff and the game that we see on Sunday and There really isn't a hotter team in football right now than the Eagles. But there are a bunch of guys who football's part of it and they want to be the best, but they understand that they really are playing for a purpose bigger than them. And that was probably my takeaway from my time with Trey. He loves the game of football. He wants to be the best he can at it. But he also wants to make the best mark that he can during the time that God has given him. So I know this, you can count me in as a fan of Trey Burton. Probably won't catch me in an Eagles jersey, loyal to my Falcons. But I tell you what, that guy and and the quarterback of that team, they are what's right with this generation. So Trey, thanks a million. Because I know that there's lots of coaches and players out there that look up to guys like you. Thanks for setting a model for them to follow and someone that I hope they can emulate. As you imitate Jesus, I pray that many kids may imitate you and be the men that God created them to be. Well, Trey was awesome. But our gathering next time, we're going to take a little turn, and we're going to interview a good friend of mine, Jeff Henderson. Jeff is the pastor of Gwinnett Church here in Atlanta, and Jeff leads an incredibly thriving congregation But Jeff has an incredible business acumen and an incredible mind and leadership. And you are going to enjoy the things that Jeff shares with us. So I can't wait to join you again next time on Lynch with a Leader. Thanks for listening today. 
thank you for listening to the Lynch with a Leader podcast with your host, Mike Lynch. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help more people hear it by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. For full episode notes and more spiritual leadership resources, visit MikeLynch.com. 